Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. This is Emily Lyons here, and I'm so pumped to share this episode with you guys. We are chatting with Tori DeVito. She's an actress. You may have heard of her, you guys. She's in Pretty Little Liars, Vampire Diaries, One Tree Hill, Chicago Med. And what I love about her is that she's like a real person that has, you know, real deep, grounded, amazing thoughts and does amazing things for this world. So we're going to be talking about staying in the energy of positivity, even in the most toxic environments. We're going to be talking about journeying to the Akashic Records, and she's giving a really good tip about how to not go into the Akashic Records with our ego so that we get really clear connections. And we're going to talk about cruelty-free living and where to start on our kind of like cruelty-free, sustainable overhaul. And we're going to talk a lot about Tori's advocacy work that she does for teenage girls and how we can support them. I love a celebrity that's down to earth, you guys. And I'm kind of off celebrity, like the mainstream celebrities. I'm unfollowed the Kardashians. And I know that's crazy for me to say. I don't know if you're a longtime listener, you'll know that in every single episode, I used to ask people who their favorite Kardashian is. I feel like that is just a good icebreaker question. (laughs) But ever since the whole Travis Scott thing, I just felt like this really weird energy. And I don't, I'm not here to slam anyone. I'm not here to cancel anyone. I'm not down with that vibe, but there was just something about it that just seemed a little dark for me and their energy I felt like maybe just changed or maybe I just changed and I wasn't aligned with it anymore but I do I mean I believe do I think that they're in the Illuminati and that they're demons and that they perform satanic rituals not really but I feel the energy and the vibe is just off for me and that I personally am I'm just not into the fluff anymore like posting a selfie with no caption is just not helping the world right now and not like we always need to be helping the world but I don't know like I just feel like I want a little bit more substance, ladies. But that's just my opinion. I'm not saying anyone else has to unfollow them or that anyone else should feel that way. That's just how I'm feeling. I did like a mass unfollow. I went from following like 3,500 people to 997 people. So if you think I may have unfollowed you by mistake, let me know because it's very possible. The only celebs that I feel are actually like on my radar are people that are taking a stand. Oh, and Real Housewives. Real Housewives still have a good vibe for me. <laughs> oh, bless them. That's, I mean, just let me have that. Let me have that one thing. And for someone who's really finished with celebrities, I really just talked about them for a long time. But let me give you some high vibe tips to balance out any negative vibes right now. I feel like there's just a lot going on in the world. So one thing that I've been really doing is adding this into my practice where I simply like sit in silence and sit with how I feel. It's very simple, but I've lately, usually when I do a meditation, I'm like traveling to Mars or like, you know, astral traveling or like, you know, talking to Pleiadians. But I've really just started sitting with myself. I noticed that I was feeling like very agitated and snappy and reactive. I noticed that I was like grabbing for my phone a lot. But now I'm just sitting for 10 to 15 minutes in total silence and bringing myself back to my breath. This is like back to basics, you guys. And here's the thing. It's like 
We're never too advanced to go back to the basics and the foundations of our rituals. And that's just where I am in life, where I'm kind of like embarking on new things and feeling like a bit of a reinvention happening. So yeah, I'm going back to the foundations. And I also realized, like I said, that I was distracting myself with my phone. I was watching a lot of TV and I'm just trying to watch less TV and try to keep my phone in the other room. And also I feel like the vibrations that emit from our TV screen and the music that we listen to, like, I feel like it drags us down. I really do feel that. Like, I encourage you to like spend like try watching TV half the amount is what you're watching and see how you feel like go like two or three days without watching any television at all and you'll feel so much better I know I did anyways now we're gonna get into this episode but I mean if you're gonna watch TV watch Tori DeVito because (laughs) you're gonna love her okay let's get into this episode Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such an exciting and lovely guest here today, Tori DeVito. She is a conscious actress, advocate, and philanthropist, and producer. You've seen her in Pretty Little Liars, Vampire Diaries, One Tree Hill, so many things, you guys. And on top of it all, she is Reiki certified, a yoga aficionado, and a Cosmic Records, Journeyer, all the things that we're obsessed with. She's someone who uses her fame and her platform to make the world a better place, which is what we love to see, what we need to see. So welcome, Tori. Hi. Wow. What an entrance. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So let's dive into our slumber party questions. What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Ooh, daily ritual. My Course in Miracles in the morning. Mm. the daily lessons in the morning and skincare oh what are your like go-to skincare products right now i mostly use uh this brand called alina organics it's amazing she's a a a chemist from russia and she makes all of her stuff and it's all organic and natural and all the stuff that i use is vegan and you could basically eat it i mean you shouldn't but you could And it, oh, she, I found her when I first started doing Chicago Med, like almost probably seven years ago, and she transformed my skin. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. And all her stuff is so good. I have like every product, so I almost kind of switch it up every day, but I'm very like, I, I, skincare is something I just love. I know, I it's so fun. And I feel, I feel like I really truly feel like beauty is our it's like a reflection of what's on the inside. So it's like when we are really taking care of what's on the inside, our beauty radiates outwardly and we need to take care of that as well. It is not vain to be beautiful. It is not shallow to want to be beautiful. It is like us wanting to reflect the amazing energy that we have on the inside. So exactly. And it feels good to feel good. You know, she just makes me feel, feel good. And when you feel good, like you said, you walk around with a radiant vibe about you and people are attracted to that. Exactly. So, okay. So you're doing a course in miracles. So are you actually like going through the full, it's like basically like the Bible of spirituality. Are you? Yeah, it looks like a Bible. <laughs> it literally, it, it reads like a Bible. I'm like, oh my yes. God, this is like, I'm, I have to reread every sentence 25 times. I use I it more like an oracle. Like I'll kind of just like flip open and just like read what I need for the day. But the fact that you're actually going through it is such a like, 
a huge undertaking. So I, I started doing it once and I probably got to like day 30 or something and stopped. And I've done that a couple times. And, and this last year I was like, I'm doing it. I'm committing. I'm going to go through the whole thing. And I'm on day like 85 or something wow. now. And I'm like, and I love it. And yes, the text is super dense. I've had to reread pages so many times, but my goal this year is to finish the text too. But I love it. I, I just, it, to me, it's so transformative and it helps ground me and gives me perspective. It just really resonates with me. I think there's, I, I want to say it was Marianne Williamson, like went through and made kind of basically Course in Miracles for Dummies. Yeah, love. But she kind of like, like regurgitates it in a more digestible way for people. Yeah. So something maybe I could take on. <laughs> that book is amazing. It's called A Return to Love. And that's actually how I found The Course in Miracles. Because I read that book and I was like, what is this Course in Miracles she keeps referencing? And so that's how I found it. But yeah, she actually does something now, which is really cool. I signed up for it and she reads each workbook lesson daily out loud. And then she does like a three to five minute kind of like explanation about each lesson. And it's so helpful getting through it to be able to like, you're kind of like, you feel like you're on the journey with someone and she's also explaining it. And she's so good. I feel like at explaining spirituality and the Course in Miracles specifically. So that's been super helpful. Hey, yeah, that's a good tip because that I feel is doable and you can probably do that <laughs> I feel like right you just did you just get that from her website yes it's on her website I think I saw her offering it oh I think I subscribed to her emails or something it popped up that way but yes it's on her website okay and you also do tm meditation right I do. Yeah. Uh, so I learned, I took a TM course probably when I was about 25, 26, somewhere around there. And I loved it. And I did that religiously. But then when I was, I think 30, I met who is still my go-to girl, energy lady, healer, everything magical goddess, um, this woman, Janet Raftis. And she started teaching me about like spiritual meditation. Um, and so sometimes I do kind of mix it up. Like if I'm feeling a more spiritual vibe, I'll do like a spiritual meditation. If like some weeks I'll be like, no, I'm going to get back into TM and I'll do that. But, um, and then sometimes I do so many of the Course in Miracles has you meditate on something 15 minutes twice a day. So I'll be doing that. So I kind of, I kind of switch it up and just do what I feel. Okay. Good. I like that. And I feel like with TM meditation, you're like focusing on a mantra, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I need to not think at all like <laughs> I need to just like clear it all out so yeah, yeah. I gotta it up I feel yeah well that's the, the point of TM right is to take you below your thoughts and then when you realize you're having thoughts that's when you use the mantra so oh, I did okay. like that because it does like do the you know yeah. emptying and sometimes I'm the same way like I don't want to be thinking about something I just want to and they I've read the like they, the effects on your brain when you meditate in that fashion is like, I actually just read something that said like, it's really good for your hair too. It promotes like really good hair growth. Okay. <laughs> I definitely don't meditate for vanity purposes, but hey, extra benefits, I'll take them, right? <laughs> I'll try that. And now I'm gonna try that. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite crystal of the moment? Ooh, I am a huge Pink Moonstone fan right now. 
I don't know. It just feels like super feminine to me, but also really grounded. And I've just been attracted to that stone lately so much so, and I'm not really sure why. Oh, well, I'm sure. I want you to stone. Sorry, I didn't mean pink. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, peach moon stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So I feel like that's good for like heart chakra, but also sacral chakra and also the grounding and like, yeah, it's got that. It's almost has like a sexy vibe to it. Yeah, it does. It, it, that's, what I, that's what I meant by like femininity. It's got like something to it that I'm just like, I'm very attracted to right now. Je ne sais quoi. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So you're a Gemini, which I love because I am an air sign as well. I'm an Aquarius, but do you know you're, you're Gemini, right? Yes, I am. What is your your moon and rising? My rising is Aquarius and my moon is Libra. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. You're all air. I am so air. And even, you know, my chart has so much Gemini in it too. I think my Venus is in Gemini, my Mercury is in Gemini. Just like I am a lot of air, which I have to be very careful about because it's like, I just want information all the time but it's really hard for me to like lock in on one thing it's like i'm doing the course of miracles this month next month i'm in my astrology classes next month i'm doing Reiki. the next month i'm doing akashic records it's like always like floating above the ground in the best way totally oh my gosh i know Okay, so I want to know about your spiritual awakening and when you decided to really dive into the spiritual work and how that kind of coincided with your business success, if it was like involved in any way? Hmm. Yeah, so I feel like I really started opening up to spiritual work kind of unbeknownst to me when I was a teenager. I grew up going to church with my parents. My mom grew up going to church, so she would take me and I respected that that worked for my mom, but there was something amiss for me. I was like, there's just a lot of fear in this and that's how I felt personally. And, and if it works for you, that's great. But I was like, there's got to be something else. So I remember like going on this path. And of course, as like a 13 year old kid, I was like really into like Greek mythology and like finding out about this and that. And then I was like very much into like reading different things. And, you know, and then I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to get a Ouija board and went down like the totally wrong path. But <laughs> I just was always testing things out and looking for new things and reading about things. And then when I was in my 20s is when I really kind of locked in and started meditating. And I think the correlation between that and career and success is that it kind of just gave me this grounding that I didn't have before it and kind of like just helped center me and you know, because things can get crazy, especially the business I'm in can get crazy. And if you don't have a good head on your shoulders, sometimes people can eat you alive, you know, and comments are made about me and anybody in my line of work, uh, what I look like, what I act like, if I smile too much, if I don't smile enough, if I'm too tall, too short, too fat this day, too skinny this day, it's like, you just and so for me, the spiritual work helps me tune all that out and just feel so grateful for what I get to do, what I love to do, and understand that success to me is love and connection and everything else is just like a massive bonus. So yeah. I feel like that helped me in driving my success because my focus didn't become about just my career, my career, my career. It became so much deeper, you know? 
Yeah. Did you have any kind of like manifestation practices or anything like that when you were like going for an audition or like, you know, having like a specific goal that you wanted to reach or like a certain kind of like threshold of that feeling of just like performing your art in a way that felt like you'd kind of like reached a new milestone? Yeah. You know, what's funny for, for me, I feel like, I feel like my, the universe kind of always puts career opportunities in front of me that are going to help grow me as a person or use me like as a servant to what I need to be used for, right? Like every time I've kind of gone into a job, it's really kind of coincided with something going on in my life or, you know, like I've been doing hospice work for like 12 or 13 years or something by now. And, and I swear that that really connected me to playing who I was playing on Chicago Med for six years. And through that, I was able to connect with so many different charities that I love and and it just kind of all like weave together. So I feel like my manifestation work is kind of every day. I'm more so mindful about not saying negative things than I am about, I should really be, I should start more like putting out positivity and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that. But my thing was more like not saying negative things. And if I do like snap it off, I'm like, no, no, get it off, get it off, get it off. So I feel like, yeah, I definitely had goals set, but I also always knew like when I would leave an audition, if I felt a certain way in my chest, I knew I was getting it or not. It was kind of, yeah. Yeah. So do you, how do you like stay in that? Like, like I'm trying to think even in my industry, it's hard not to be negative. So I'm like, I'm thinking of like Hollywood and like, you know, acting in any kind of like performing art there, you know, there are, there's a lot of ego and there's a lot of like dark energy. And I mean, I don't know if it's Illuminati. I don't know if it's demonic. I don't know. There's some (laughs) like darkness going on but it's like how do you I mean have you ever kind of like experienced that and how do you kind of stay in the light I have definitely experienced that I've experienced that through people through situations and I've always even when I was younger when I first moved to LA I was 18 I feel like I was really good at getting myself out of harmful situations like even on sets, if I'm working with someone who I feel is not a positive influence on my life or trying to bring me down and manipulate me or whatever, I go home and I'm like, what one of the things of course miracles taught me is thinking like, I am willing to see this person differently. I'm willing to see this situation differently. And I swear just saying that and really wanting that kind of transforms the situation. You see kind of where that person is suffering and why they're acting that way. And then you gain sympathy and then your boundary for them becomes very clear, but it becomes loving. And so I I feel like I've tried to be really good at setting those boundaries. And I try not to actually mix work and play too much. I've definitely become really good friends with some of my co-stars for sure. But I've always been the one that like, you know, at the end of rap, I go home, I not hanging out. Like I just, I kind of like, I love doing my work and then I like going home and keeping that like very clean and cut and dry and, and yeah, set. Like, I've noticed even like your Instagram, it's like, you're, you're at home. You're like doing things, you know, <laughs> you're like, it's like, it's not like you on, it's not like full of like, here's me on a red carpet. And here's me. <laughs> like, it's like very like real, like, you know, like you would, you just like, obviously you're a real person, but it's like a lot of like people, it looks like they're, I mean, I think a lot of people in Hollywood, like their Instagram is contrived and it's not even run by them, but right. like 
how like yours, like you get a feeling for who you actually are and how you actually live your life. And you're not trying to be anything than who you are, which is amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic, don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. And so you're currently studying astrology and you, are you currently studying the Akashic Records or that's something that you've already been doing? So Akashic Records, I, I think it was maybe two years ago, something around there. I did a course with this woman, Christina. Oh shoot. I can't remember her last name, but she studied under, I think it's Linda Howe. Oh, I might be butchering these names, but uh, Linda, uh, this woman wrote the, the books. Uh, training people on Akashic Records. And I took her course actually in Chicago. And it was so amazing. I did not even know what I was getting myself into, to be honest with you, which is honestly how most things are when I get into them. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. (laughs) Just like jump in. But it was truly transformative. And I right now, I think the Course in Miracles has kind of taken up so much of my time that I stopped like doing it daily or weekly. And I need to pick it back up again. But To me, it's kind of cool because it's like you tap into basically your whole soul's file. You know what I mean? And it's it's just so magical to me. I actually, once I, after I learned the Akashic Records, I went to Wisconsin and I rented this little uh, Airbnb, this place called Fairy Cabin. And it was so small, but it was on 80 acres of this land. And it was the first and last Irish farm from like 18 something. And I actually read the Akashic records of the land and had this like whole magical experience by myself that we, it was so cool. And I just love playing with life like that, you know? And so same with astrology. I went to Costa Rica for New Year's two years ago with two of my best friends. And uh, there was this astrology teacher there. 
And I just was listening to her talk and she was so informative and I just loved what she was saying. And, and then I saw that she teaches courses online. So of course I signed up for her course too. And I haven't completed lesson one yet, which it's crazy how much information you could take. It, like, it would take years upon years to master even knowing how to read someone's birth chart. Like it's just oh crazy. They said you so, could spend like a year alone just on the 12th house. Like it's, it's nuts, but, but it's so much fun. Then of course, like, you know, I'm practicing on my family members and my friends. I'm like, do you know what, <laughs> what time you were born? I actually, before I met my boyfriend, I went on a date with a guy that I'd only met like twice. And I was so into this astrology thing. I actually did. I asked him to text his mom on our date and get his time of birth <laughs> and put it in. And then recently I saw a meme that said, if you're on a date with a girl and she asked for your birthday run, and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I put that poor guy through that. But, but yeah, no, it's just, to me, I love playing with life and I love playing with it in those ways in like the energy world and astrology world. It's so fun. Really, it, Like every tool that you learn just gives new insights and new perspectives. Yeah. A lot of it is stuff that intuitively it's like, oh, I kind of like already knew that about myself. And this is just kind of like confirming it and giving me like a new way of looking at it and a new way to like play around with it. Totally. What are someone's kind of like new to the Akashic Records? What are some tips that you have for kind of like a very clear like reading or like a very clear moment up there? One thing I always did that my teacher taught me was if you have a question, if a specific question you're going into the Akashic Records with, ask yourself that question before and know your answer so that when you're reading it, you know, like whether it's coming from the records or it's coming from like your conscious ego, you know what I mean? And always oh, like yourself in that way. Yeah, because sometimes like things will come up and I'm like, did I just make that happen? Or am I really reading yeah. that right now? Like, is it me? Is it, you know? So I always thought that was a really good tip and just like anything else which I really struggle with too practice makes it stronger right like having a committed practice which I should be speaking to myself right now yeah. <laughs> I'm an too I get it I'm like I'm all in on something for like two weeks or three months like, yeah <laughs> I'm like the amount of money I've spent on courses and only completed the first <laughs> well like it's <laughs> I know a little bit of everything. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. So, okay. So you also do a lot of philanthropy work with women. Can you talk to us about how you're out there and making the world a better place? Oh, sure. So um, I got involved with this organization called Safe Bay about five, six years ago, I think. I was watching this documentary on Netflix called Audrey and Daisy. And I was so touched by it. It's about sexual assault. And I was so moved and infuriated that I actually like texted my publicist at 2 a.m. And I was like, you've got to get me in touch with these girls. Like, I don't know what they're doing now. But and then she found out that actually the girls that were the main subjects of the film created an organization together and they had just started it. So I think I came in like the same year that they created the organization and I've been working with them ever since. And I always wanted to do something, especially with young girls, but also actually not just young girls, like young teens in general, because right now, I mean, young boys need this work just as much, if not more than young girls right now. But I've always wanted to be 
like hands on. Like I didn't, I told them right away. I was like, look, I, I will send out Instagrams and tweets for you guys, but that is not what I want to do. Like, I want to go to these schools with you. I feel like I had a like a pretty tricky high school experience. And I feel like as a teen, I wish that somebody would have come in like a mentor or something and just spoken to me very candidly and showed me where my no was and that it's okay. And and just talk to me in a very real way. And I, I feel like I was pretty lost when I was a teenager in that way. And so I feel like I just want any teenager that I meet to have this information. You know, Safe Bay has such an amazing curriculum that any teen can have access to if they want it. And um, it's just really good information. And to talk to these kids and I sit down with them. We just did a tour in Rhode Island and I spoke to like seven different schools. One school, 300 kids showed up and it's totally voluntary. They don't have to go. One school wanted us to come so badly, but uh, unfortunately the school didn't want us to come because when you're talking to kids about sexual assault and sexual consent, sometimes it freaks some of the schools out. But the kids wanted us there so badly that they actually called us and they were like, if we get a room in the library, will you guys come and talk to us? And we did. And like 30 kids showed up from that school after hours just because they wanted, they want this information. So that to me is just so inspiring. I get so inspired when I talk to these like kids and stuff about this stuff. I think it's just such important work. So So it's on the information that you're sharing is on like consent and like worthiness and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's on consent and sexual assault. We have a lot of facts and, you know, it's a, it, it basically we call it like a whole buffet. You could talk about Title IX and go all the way into that stuff and about your rights and what your school, sometimes your school administrators don't even know what your rights are as a student when you report sexual assault. Or we could talk about bystander intervention or what to do if somebody comes to you and says they've been assaulted. And, you know, there's like a a whole line of things in education that our curriculum offers and just the candidness. We've had so many young kids open up to us about experiences they have and they didn't know how to handle it. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's just so amazing getting to connect with them. And I just, I love what Safe Bay is doing. How can we help? Like if people are listening and they're like, okay, I want to be involved or I want to support this, like what are some things we can do? So you can go to the Safe Bay website, safebay.org, and or go to the Safe Bay Instagram. It is run by everybody that works at Safe Bay. So they do check all their DMs. And if anybody just DMs and says, hey, I, I want to do this and I don't know how, I want to get the curriculum to my school, but I don't know how, somebody will respond. And what's really cool about Safe Bay too is it's all youth-led. Me and this woman, Shale, are by far the oldest people in Safe Bay because we want the, you know, the the language to be very young. We don't want it to be something where it's like sex is bad and kids are like, oh, these old people don't get us. You know what I mean? So it is nobody is really over the age of 21 outside of me and Shale. So our content is very young and it connects with youth and it's just really cool. Yeah. So they could definitely reach out on the Safe Bay Instagram, I would say would be the best way. Perfect. So, and so you guys know if you're listening right now, it's safe underscore B-A-E. And that's where you can find them on Instagram. Love that. So shifting gears a little bit. You also, we talked a little bit about beauty. You also practice cruelty-free living. And I think a lot of people right now going to the new year, we are wanting to kind of clean up our act a little bit. What are some shifts 
that we can make to kind of jump on this train? For me, it's just, I always just check and make sure everything is, nothing's animal, uh, tested on animals. That's yeah. like a big, big thing. Yeah. For me. And also clean beauty, you know, like if you think about I've that a lot lately too, like just, I, and it's like, you have to kind of do it in shifts. Like, I feel like it can be overwhelming to like, be like, okay, I'm going to throw everything out and then like right. buy, you know, and it's expensive. Right. So it's like, we're like, I know like with beauty, like the main things would be like foundation, like skin lotions, like that's a good place to start. Cause they're like covering so much of your body. Um, yeah. are there like with cruelty free stuff, are there any like specific products that are known, like really like a lot for, for testing on animals? Ones that are known for testing, I actually can't think of. I feel like I know more the ones that are known for not because those are, but I guess what, well, I know like I, for me, like I love fancy makeup. I'm like, if it has like the, the Chanel C's on it or like, do you, I'm like, oh, I want that, but that they are the worst. Like I know, all the high-end ones are the worst and it's so annoying. It's like, you have the money. Like I know. I do think that's changing though, slowly. I mean, I think like in Chanel, they stopped using like fur now. So thank God, but it's slowly shifting. But you know, what is it? God, I'm so bad with the names of, but all those brands like at Sephora, I'd say like most of them do not test on animals anymore. Yeah. And it's really easy to look it up. You just Google does blank test on animals and it'll tell you just right there. But yeah, no, it's really hard. You don't, Listen, I, I'm the same way. Like, you can't just throw out all your stuff. It's really expensive. I was the same way when I wanted to. Like, I don't buy leather or suede or any animal products in my clothes anymore. And when I decided to do that, I was like, well, I'm not going to throw away every shoe that I have that's leather. I don't, I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars buying a whole new wardrobe because of this. I'm just from this day forward, if I'm going to buy something new, I'm going to make sure it's clean and it's animal free and that kind of thing. So yeah, definitely go easy on yourself because it could totally be overwhelming. Yeah. So what are, what are some good clothing brands? Cause yeah, I like so many of the things I like are leather. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I mean, oh. obviously Bella McCartney is a good one. Bella is a great one. Very expensive though, but great one. I feel like, I mean, it's not hard to find like, you know, jeans and all that kind of stuff. But if you're looking for leather, I mean, I have this amazing vegan leather jacket from Immaculate Vegan. Shoes. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Matt and Nat makes great shoes and purses. This company called Beboem, they make great uh, vegan uh, shoes. There's also Bahav Studio, B-A-H-A-V-A Studio. They make great vegan shoes. And then also, I mean, a lot of times I, I kind of battle because I try to also be like eco-friendly. But if yeah. you are on a budget, a lot of times Lulu's has really inexpensive vegan heels. Sometimes right. like if I was in a jam and I need something but yeah, but I try to, I try to be, I try not to buy fast fashion either. So yeah, no, that was, that was one thing that I, well, I actually, when I was 30, I was like, no more H&M, no more forever. Yeah. 21. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I was like hard. No, but then there's actually an app that I downloaded like a year ago and haven't opened it. I, I, I did. When I like first got it, I did, but now I've totally forgotten about it until this very moment, but there's an app called <laughs> Good On You. Oh. Uh, and you can type in the brand and it'll tell you 
all the information. So basically like I'm typing, I'm gonna type in like Alexander Wang cause I know they're not very good. So if you like type in the brand, it'll tell you like how good they are on like sustainability. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Of course it's like just taking forever and then they'll give you like alternatives. So, oh, that's so cool. if you like this brand, but it's like shitty, like try this one that is like better. So, <laughs> I love that. I got to check that out. It that's really be. cool. I love that. I'm going to check that out. So yeah, there's a little tip for you guys. Anything? Else? Okay. So one thing I actually wanted to bring up when we were talking about your advocacy, your um, advocacy work, are you following the Maxwell trial? I have not been following the Maxwell trial. Oh, okay. It's like, because the news isn't fucking covering it and it's so annoying. Tell so me like, that. So, well, you know, Glenn Maxwell and her ties with Jeffrey Epstein. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I oh, haven't been following what's yeah, been going She was like, in trial like she was found guilty of six uh five of the six counts yes, I knew that but yeah like it, it, like none of it was televised because there's just too many high profile people involved so they didn't televise any of it and now there's there's still more stuff going on and like now they're saying they might do a mistrial but it's just wild that like that like that it's not being covered. So I've been, there's a girl, she's a blogger and a freelance journalist. And she just, she just flew to New York and just went to like, woke up at like three in the morning to be like the first person in line. Cause they were, they would only let, I think it was like two civilians or something like that every day in the court, in the courtroom. So she just went and covered the entire fucking thing. Her and like one other or one or two other um, freelance journalists. But the girl, the one girl is her um, Instagram is called House Inhabits, um, and her name's Jessica Reed Kraus. And then the other one, I don't know the other one, but if you, she posts all of their stuff, so you'll be able to find the other ones. And then there's another one that's literally called Trial Tracker, and they got banned from Twitter just for like sharing which they're allowed to do. They didn't break any law, and they got banned from Twitter. So I'm glad that these victims are, you know, they were able to have, to share their stories. It wasn't heard publicly, but they, I mean, the verdict was in their favor, but I just feel like there's so much more of that whole situation that is just not being talked about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, like you said, there's so much money involved, right? I saw someone when, when she was found guilty on those charges, I saw someone wrote like, hooray, now on to everybody else. Exactly. (laughs) But I know it's kind of sickening how money and all that stuff gets wrapped up. But to me, like, and I'm sure you feel the same way, like when you do spiritual work, spiritual work, it's like, you know, that's such a greater karma. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I just kind of have to put my faith in that because it's so disappointing sometimes when you look at like, you know, our system and how it works and how it should work and it doesn't work. And it's like, it just can be so disheartening when you see the news all the time. You're like, oh my God. It's like, yeah. you know what? I just have to realize that sometimes I don't understand why things go the way they go. And as long as I'm doing my part, I just have to like trust that the universe has got a bigger picture that I don't see, that I don't get. You know, dark and light need to both exist together, and um, the dark makes the light lighter. So we're just there. You go. Okay, so this has been amazing. I want to know just coming into the new year, like you. I mean, you're practicing so many things, studying so many things. You have an amazing career. How, like, what are some tips for people that are maybe feeling overwhelmed going into this new year? They've got all these goals, they've got all these things they want to do, all these 
you know, they want to, you know, clean up their, their products. They want to do all the things, but they're just overwhelmed. And they're like, oh, and I also have like this career and these other things and want to work out. <laughs> like, so how do you like do it all? What are some of your tips for juggling it all? I would say go easy on yourself. Really. I think that one thing at a time, one day at a time, excuse me, one day at a time is so important. Sometimes I fall victim to that. I totally overwhelm myself and try to do too much too fast. And I want all the information right now. And I want to do this and I want to get all these products and make sure. And it's just like, okay, one thing at a time and have fun with it too. You know, it's like, we are meant to play with life. You know, it is our birthright to enjoy life and play with life. So have fun with it. If you're going to pick that you want to research cruelty-free products, then start researching them, you know, and then when something's out, go to the store and, you know, test some out. If you want to go vegan, you know, don't beat yourself up because that, you know, can be overwhelming too. If you mess up, if you read something and you're like, oh shoot, this wasn't vegan, like that's fine. You know, do the best that you can do every day and do not beat yourself up for taking self-care days. Those are my favorite days where I just do nothing and I read a book and I just tune everything else out and just take a day for myself. You don't have to pack every single day. It's like I'm talking to myself right now, really. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to all of us, honey. Uh, Well, thank you so, so, so much. Where can everyone find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Tori DeVito at at Tori DeVito and you can also find me on Twitter at Tori DeVito but I don't really use Twitter so I would just say Instagram actually Twitter on the gram and then and then again safe underscore B-A-E is that beautiful cause that Tori spoke about as well so thank you everyone so much for listening Tori thank you so much for sharing your bubbly Gemini energy and all your thank you us and everyone listening make sure you check out all things Tori and we will catch you guys next week bye guys thank you so much for listening make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co and if you loved this episode please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment we'd love to hear from you